You are listening to the official podcast for ICGC Calvary Temple, Teen Chapel. Be blessed as you listen to life-changing messages by seasoned men and women of God. There may be something you may have done in the course of the week, even this morning, that's still lingering on your mind. That's making you feel unworthy in the presence of God. He just wants to confess that sin and trust and believe in God's word that when he says that he's able and he's willing and just to forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. You are at liberty to worship in the house of God. Nothing, nothing will hinder you from lifting up holy hands today. Nothing will lift hinder you from raising Worshiping God with a pure heart this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. If there's anything that you have done that is on your mind that you feel will limit your worship today, will limit your fellowship today, you just want to open up your mouth and say, Father, please forgive me. Confess that sin. Mention it by name and say, Father, please forgive me and allow me to worship you freely this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. to serve the Lord, to serve the Lord, to serve the Lord. Oh, 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 I will lift up your name. 
Interesting uh, because one of the things that I have learned is that you see, like the choreographers led us to learn, all of us, we want our faith to grow deeper, we want our faith to be limitless. We want when we call on God, we know that He has answered immediately. We want to be so sure that God is close by, His presence is with us. Wherever we go, he goes with us. Just like he has said, you know, he will not leave us or forsake us. Wherever we go, he'll be there with us. Through difficult times and through interesting times. When we go through the fire, we shall not be burnt. Even through the water, we shall not drown. No, we go to the valleys. He's there in the valleys with us. When we climb the mountaintops, he's right there. And the Bible says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. But you see, the only way to get into that kind of life is like I keep saying, unless you know what the Bible says, unless you read it, unless you believe it, and unless you act on it, this life cannot be real to you. One of these days, and very soon, in less than four weeks, we are going to have a youth service. You say this teen chapel, yes, this teen chapel, but you realize that a lot of facilitators have been playing certain roles because some of you, okay, one, the age has become younger, and then some of you are not willing to open up. In less than four weeks, we shall have a special youth service where from A to Z, you will take over the service. Uncle Ivan will not be here on the organ. You play the organ, you play the drums, you do whatever you want to do, and when you finish, you preach. So, I'm looking for volunteers to preach. So, volunteer and give me your names. By the end of next week, volunteer. If you don't volunteer, we shall come to church like this, and I'll just walk up to you, give us a two-minute message. Whether it's an exhortation, we shall not accept songs because everybody will come and sing. Come and share with us something that you have learned from God in your word, in your quiet time, in your Bible reading, in school, wherever it is, just come and share something with us. Are we game? Whether we are game or not, we shall do it. Because when I give instructions, it will be done. All right. So welcome to this um, morning's uh, special service and I want you to loosen up. Some of us are not loosening up at all. We are too rigid. My friend Vic, you are too stiff to the one we saying we are not dancing. We just stand up. True or false? Loosen up a little. I want everybody to loosen up. Grace, you were late today. Were you late or you were doing something? You are not just late, you are very late. You are disgracing us again. No? You understand, don't we? All right. 
Okay, so we'll be taking the testimonies today. But before then, I want us to go to the scripture. Philippians chapter 2. Shall we all read it together? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Jesus has been exalted and given a name that is above every name that can be named. Named in all places. Named in the heavens above. Names on the earth. And beneath the earth, wherever there is a kingdom, when the name of Jesus Christ is mentioned, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And for those of us who are the redeemed of the Lord, washed in the blood of Jesus, called by his name, our surname is Jesus. We are the children of God. We have been born of the Spirit and we are sons of the kingdom. Whether you are a woman or not, you are a son of the kingdom. For us, we must continually be declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord. For others, at a particular time, they'll be forced to confess that Jesus is Lord. But for us, all the days of our lives, we should be confessing that Jesus is Lord. This morning, I woke up quite early. I'll not tell you when I woke up. I prayed a while. I read the Bible a little, listened to a few messages and then meditated on some things as to what is happening in our world today. You know, as, as youth, you must be current and very relevant. You must understand the times. You must know what is happening now so that you live your life accordingly. And then I started studying some things, went to some of the prophetic books, trying to understand what is happening in our world so far as the end times are concerned. You see, when you do things like this, and we give you instructions to talk to your friends about Jesus, you will not sit back. How many of us talk to our friends, by the way? Let me see hands. You talked to somebody about Jesus this week. If you did it, I wouldn't say shame on you, but you are very wicked. If you didn't, you are wicked. You know why I say you are wicked? Because when I asked you to talk to your friends, you've not been doing it, and I'm reminding you to do it, to you do. You want to go to heaven alone. You will go to heaven, you will cry. Are you with me? The reason we are alive is to tell other people about Jesus. The reason we preach to you is to help you to be equipped, to be strengthened, so that you can, you can do better, live better, and talk better, and give your testimony better to others about Jesus Christ. 
Moses, you know who I'm talking. Are you ready? So, talk to your friends. Let them know about Jesus. Tell them that Jesus is Lord. And believe that he's Lord in your life. Live the life that shows that Jesus Christ is your Lord. Show to the whole world that Jesus Christ is Lord. Shall we all rise up on our feet? This morning we want to enter into a time of worship. And I don't want to sit there or stand there and look at me. I want, I expect everybody to get involved. Everybody get involved, sing along, meditate, get yourself into what you are doing. You want to declare that Jesus is Lord. There's no other Lord but the Lord Jesus Christ who went to Calvary, shed his blood, and died and rose again. And that is why this morning we declare that he's Lord. He alone is Lord. He has been given a name that is above every name, that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he's Lord. If Jesus is your Lord, I want you to lift up your voice, lift up your hands, lift up your heart, and declare that Jesus is Lord. He alone is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We join the summit to say that Jesus is Lord. There's no other Lord but Jesus. Whether the world believes it or not, He is Lord. Because He has been given a name. The name that is above every name that at the mention of His name, every knee shall bow. And we declare that He is Lord. Jesus is Lord. This morning is Lord of my life. He's the Lord of Teen Chapel. He's the Lord of the church. He's the Lord. He's the Lord. He's building his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He's Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is King. He will not change. He remains unchanged. He's the champion of our lives. He's the champion of the world. He's the conqueror. He's the conqueror. Follow me. Don't, let him. Don't leave me. Follow me, please. He's the champion of our lives. He has conquered. He conquered on the cross of Calvary. He is the captain of the host of Israel. He is the captain of the church. And this morning we declare that Jesus Christ, he is champion of all. He is our champion. We shall never fail. We shall never retreat. We shall always declare that he is our champion. For as a commander of the host of the army of the Lord, he has come. He leads our lives. He's the captain of my destiny. He is the captain of your destiny. Declare, 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 declare. Declare it unto him. Declare it not unto the demons. Declare it to the whole world. Declare, declare. Bring it on. It is in him alone that we post. It is in him alone that we put our trust. He will never leave us. He will not cause us to fail. But we succeed in him. We rejoice in him. We win in him. We win in him. We join him all the saints throughout the world. We join in heaven's prayer. And we declare, and we declare the praises of our God. For he's worthy. He's worthy to receive it. He's worthy to receive it this morning. Give it unto him. Declare it unto him. 
Follow me, follow me. Don't go ahead of me. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a mighty shout of victory. Because he has won the victory. He has won the victory. He has won the victory. Come on, come on, come on. Let everything that is within you cry out. Cry out unto the Lord. Cry out to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is somebody ready to declare this morning? If you, if you thought I was coming to preach, you misrode. You will preach yourself unto God this morning. And the preaching that God hears is your praise. The preaching that he understands is when you declare his word unto him. When you tell him what he has told you in his word. When you rejoice in his word. When you rejoice and he knows that you understand what he has told you. Who he has made you. Where you are going and what he wants you to be doing. Hallelujah. Is somebody ready to make some declarations unto God this morning? I show you ready to make some declarations this morning. I hope that the fear of my slice, please, my slice, please. I hope that the fear of demons are vanishing. Because the Bible says, Jesus said, Behold, I saw Satan fall like lightning. And I give you power to tread over serpents and over scorpions and over every power of the evil one. And nothing, absolutely nothing, nothing, nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Nothing shall hurt us. Nothing shall hurt us. We have the victory in the name of Jesus. We have the victory in the name of Jesus. We have the victory in the name of Jesus. And that is why this morning we want to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. There's no law by him. He alone is the Lord. I want to sing and declare that in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the most who have to be. Oh, tell me who can stand before me when I call up 
that great name Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus I have the victory In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus We have the victory In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Demons who have to flee Oh, tell me who can send me for me when I call on that great name. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, I have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Do you have victory in the name of Jesus? Come on, declare because the word of God says to you. Why you mention the name of Jesus? You must have to flee. No how to flee. Nothing can stand for you. When you call the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus is precious. The name of Jesus is precious. Come on, here. We have victory in the name. We have victory in the name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I have the victory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The mortals will have to flee. Oh, tell me who can stand me for me when I call on that great name. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, I have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I have the victory. I want you to sing it until you really believe it. That you are power in the name of Jesus. It is you and not any other person. It is you because Jesus says so. Jesus says so. Jesus says so about you. He says, I give you power. I give you power to tread on your servants as scorpions and all the power that you are. And nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Believe it. Believe it. Declare it. We have between his name. We have between his name. Whatever battle you have to face this week, whatever battle you have to face this week, remember that there's power in the name of Jesus. And nothing shall stand before us in the name of Jesus. We have the victory. If you have believed that you have the victory, I want you to jump. I want you to scream. I want you to run about and know that we have the victory. We have victory in the name of Jesus. We have victory in the name of Jesus. Aye, Patoli and Desaha. Listen. As Christians, we need to believe that we have victory in the name of Jesus. Moses, I think you are using an old slide again. You are using an old slide. Okay. Let me read from the scripture, Psalm 60. Don't sit down yet until I tell you to sit down. Today is a different kind of service. Psalm 68. Psalm 68 from verse 1. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let those also who hate him 
flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Let them rejoice exceedingly. I hope you heard the last part. Let them rejoice exceedingly. Let them rejoice exceedingly. And this morning we want to call upon the name of Jehovah. We are going to call upon God. God arise. And let every enemy be scattered. Every enemy in your life, let it be scattered. Every enemy you are fighting, let it be scattered. Be it academic enemies, be it financial enemies, be it family enemies. The source is the devil and his agents, the demons. This morning, I want to declare let God arise. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. I'm fond of picking bad keys, so go ahead. Others will pick a wrong key. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God, let God arise. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God, let God arise. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God, let God arise. Hallelujah. Please take your seats for a moment. We should not live in fear because Jesus has won the victory for us. We should not be afraid to talk to our friends about Jesus. Because whatever enemy we go to face, we can overcome them in his name. That's what Jesus said. The seventeen returned when they went on practical uh, training. They came by his master. Charlie, even the demons are subject to us in your name. He looked at them and said, Behold, I saw Satan fall like lightning. And now I tell you, I give you power to tread over scorpions and over serpents and over every power of the evil one and nothing, nothing shall hurt you. Sometimes we tread accidentally we are not even aware. Sometimes our enemies who are enemies of God, they rise up against us and we are not even aware, we don't even understand. But even when that happens, we shall not be hurt. We shall not fall. Even when we fall, we shall rise up again. That is why we must know the scriptures. We don't pray out of our minds. We pray with the scriptures. And that is the reason why we are engaged in the Bible challenge. 
I told you that I'm going to give you a lot of spiritual instructions. We are still in the dynasty of spiritual instructions, and some of you are struggling even with the dynasty instructions. If you don't obey, you will not graduate to JHS. There is no way you can get into the University of the Holy Spirit. And it begin to lead you in dimensions that during the week, in fact, I think it was last week, one of you, a young girl, should I mention your name? I don't think she mind, but I won't mention her name. If she decides that she mention her name, she should just wave at me and not mention her name. Grace is not you, don't look at me like that. Somebody shared with me that uh, Uncle Biju. It looks like sometimes when I'm praying, then it's as if I'm in a different place. I don't understand. I want you to explain to me. You see, she's beginning to enter some realms and dimensions of prayer that even some of the facilitators don't venture into. See, sometimes we read in the scriptures especially if you look at the prophets in the book of Revelation that one day I was there then the Lord took me into the spirit the Holy Spirit can take you I may be talking to you right now and you will find yourself in a different place you are here but you are not here you may be here as you are listening to me God will take you to heaven and show you sins in heaven and then bring you back he may take you to some places where your ancestors dwell and things that they did which is affecting your life today. And then he'll show you what to do about it. And sometimes he'll bring you back. And when he brings you back, he takes you again and projects you into the future and shows you where he's taking you and what you must do in order to get there and bring him honor and glory and you yourself also be glorified. But before you can get into those dimensions of prayer, you need to be reading the word. Otherwise, some demons will come and carry you and take you to some caves and be good to show you something so you come out with another Quran. This is somebody who has read the Bible through and has started again. And I'll be encouraging you. Just go on reading. Spend time to think. And when you get such experiences and you don't understand, talk to God. Ask him, God, what is this? Is this you? What do you want me to do? What are you trying to tell me? In a few weeks, you'll be surprised. You'll come back with some testimonies. That's some of you, for all your years of working with God, you've never experienced before. So next week, we're going to have a, a Bible quiz in church. If you don't come, if you don't come, whenever you come, you do it. So don't run away. You know, the, the reason why we, we do quiz is not always to find out uh, what mark you get, but it's to help you to assess yourself. You know, the Bible tells us to examine ourselves to see if we are still in the faith. Sometimes you have to examine yourself and find out spiritually where am I? So these are the books that we shall be doing, using for the quiz next week. We'll have 100 questions and we'll answer all questions. We're looking at Genesis, Exodus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, and the series on demonology. But I beg you, don't run away. 
It's for your own good. Okay? If I see that many people run away, we'll do it again and we'll do it again. If you have to come to your house to do it, we'll do it. But all of us must examine ourselves spiritually and find out where are we. But like I mentioned, some of us are just plain lazy about reading the word. If you don't read the word, I can tell you that you don't pray. There's nobody who doesn't read the word who prays. If you want to prove me wrong, prove me wrong right now. You don't read the word, but you pray. You cannot pray without reading your word. And when you read the word, it will lead you to pray. Is it last week that I did a blessing? Yeah. This one to have you ask your permission. And if I mention it, people can guess who you are, but your guess will be wrong. But one of those that I asked to come to the front, she came back to see me after church and was thanking me for making her come to the front. Some of you have asked you to come to the front, you start crying. And I've told her that I, I do these things, I don't, want to, I don't want to spiritualize it, but I do it on purpose and for a reason. And she, what she said, what she told me, she said that she, she has always been reading over her notes when she goes back home but last week of all weeks, she didn't read over her notes. So when I called her, she didn't know what to say. And she felt bad. But when I asked her to come forward, it has strengthened her and encouraged her to continue to read over her notes. Some of you, you will get angry if Uncle Bijou. That anytime I walk near you, he's coming again. Today I will come again. <laughs> Some of you, you will give reasons that you are too busy with academic work that you cannot read your Bible. Eh? You are too busy. Academic work. JHS, SHS. You are too busy with academic work. Okay, Nana, please come. I didn't, I didn't inform you about this, but please come. Please give me a mic. You all know him, don't you? He's a uh, chief uncle, Nana, the one who made the coup some weeks ago. Okay. Uncle Nana, how old are you? I'm 33. He's 33 years old. You know, he failed his. Uh, okay, not he didn't fail, but he didn't do too well in his was it true or false? True. So you didn't go to university when your friends went to university, right? True. But one of the things that Uncle Nana did when he was in the youth is that. Whenever you gave him opportunity to learn anything, he was always ready to learn. He always, volunte- he always volunteered his services and he was always available. You know he's the administrator of the Ghana Premier's Committee. Do you know? If you don't know, I'm telling you. Those of you who watch Ghana TV, you see him a lot on TV and he's always on radio giving interviews, etc. Isn't it? Yes, please. Okay. You are married? Yes. How many children? Two. He's married with two children. You are not married. You think you are a student. He's working. He has a wife. He has two children. And you are going to school, Abi? Yes. Which school? Central University College. You hear? He's married. One, he's a facilitator. He's married. He has a wife. He has two children. He's in the university. He's studying law. He's working. 
Do you do your quiet time? Yes. Do you read your Bible? I do. If Nana, Chief Nana can read his Bible with all his busy schedule, and you tell me because of academic life you can't read your Bible, you are lazy. And if I may add that word wicked, because you are doing yourself disservice. I don't want to go into other areas. But he's a businessman. Do you know that? I've told you a little about it before. He's a business, not just one business. And he's a politician, Abi. You're laughing. I'm telling you, that, I'm telling you how busy he is. Yet he's able to read his Bible. He's able to do his quiet time. And I thank you very much. One of, one of the things, this is biology. And one of the things, for those of you who want to improve academically, listen carefully. One of the things about the human brain is that it has different faces. The medical doctors are not here. Okay. Okay. Your biology is not strong enough to understand some of these things. But the brain has different compartments for doing different things. So the part of the brain that studies academic stuff is different from the part of the brain that does physical exercises, that does sports. And it's a different type of the brain, I guess, that gets into spiritual matters as well. But every human brain has the capacity to expand its ability. Scientists tell us that most people, by the time they die, they use just about 5% of their brain potential. And the reason why you are not able to use your brain potential is because you have not exercised the brain. Do you sometimes wonder, for example, how Dr. Otabel is able to do what he does? Some of you, if we ask you to do 1% of what Dr. Otabel does on a regular basis, you collapse. I can tell you, I'm, I'm not close to you, but I can tell you, he does his quiet time. He reads his Bible. He does Bible study. He does pastoral meetings. He does administrative meetings. He does consultancy meetings. He's a, a traveler. He travels from place to place to go and preach. And his messages are all over social media. So whenever he goes to any new place, the people have heard his messages, ah, and yet he has to bring a fresh word. How do you think he does that? It starts by developing the brain and building capacity. That's the reason why we encourage you to speak in tongues. The more you speak in tongues, the more you build up yourself. The more you study, the more you use your brain and expand your brain capacity. If you like try what I'm telling you, speak in tongues for a long while and go back and study and see whether the way you understand things is not different. Spend some time reading your Bible. Immediately you finish reading your Bible, go back to your books to go and study and find out if your assimilation has not increased. That is why scientists tell us that those of us who are office workers and stay behind the desk all day long, at the end of the day, we should try and get some physical exercise to do. 
And those who do manual work all day long, try and find something to read. Just anything. And you are here. We are teaching you these principles at this early age and yet you don't want to take advantage of it. If I were you, I would repent. Let me not talk too much so we don't we miss the question. By the way, how many people have questions for me on demonology? Let me see by hands. Go, go quiet. You have a question for lift your hand. If you are the only one, don't mind them. Lift your hand. Let me see. Hey, sir. Next week you shall see. So nobody has any questions on the demonology series that we've talked. How many of us have understood everything that we have said, or most of what we have said? Let me see by hands. How many of you don't understand more than 50%? Lift your hand, let me see. How many of you are making a fool of me? Lift your hand, let me see. You are not in A, you are not in B, you are not in C, you are not in D. So who are you? Or I'm boring you. I should stop talking so I will go home. It's not time, so I won't stop. Even if you say yes, I won't stop. Because it's a time for me to talk, to encourage you, to rebuke you, and to strengthen you. But seriously, at least, I know at least two people told facilitators that they don't understand. I had made up my mind that I will not take written questions. Because I want to encourage you to learn how to stand out. It's only teen chapel. You know ourselves, JHS, but who are you finished off? So I'm not taking the written questions. So if you have a question, you are shy to raise your hand. You are shy to let me know. Get somebody who is not shy to raise the hand for you and then they'll give you a mic and then you ask for the question, you ask it yourself. Okay. So, I want to share with us a testimony that we have shared here before and we, most of us, I guess, know Uncle Joshua. How many of us know Uncle Joshua? Oh, new generation of teenagers. Okay. Uncle Joshua is the senior brother of Uncle Moses. Okay. He was here in Teen Chapel and then he also became a facilitator. And um, the last time that I spoke on the demonology series in this church, he shared a testimony with us at a certain stage, which I find very relevant, so I want to share with us. Because some of us go through some things. And that's where I want the testimonies to come from. Because some of you are venturing to dangerous areas and some of you may not be able to come out or some of you may backslide or some of you will learn very serious lessons jump back and you continue growing I don't know what can happen to you or what is your portion it was in this church one of the prayer warriors and when I talk of prayer warriors I'm not referring to the prayer warriors that we have today uh, you are doing very well but what I mean is that their level was higher than your level he was a serious prayer warrior. He's not a pastor. Don't try and start guessing. You can't know. And then he came to share a testimony with us. He came from a very humble home. So money was an issue at home. And then he went to senior secondary school. And then 
somebody introduced him to Sakawa. He didn't know it was Sakawa. But he said he could go to some place to do some rituals for him that he would get money. And the guy was poor. He came from a very poor home. So he decided to go. And I know some of you will go. Or maybe some of you have already gone. Please, this is not laughing, but this is a serious part. We are talking about deliverance here. Don't laugh. This is not things to be laughed about. Because you don't know when it will happen to you. Let me suspend that story and tell you another story. I'll come back to you. Don't worry. Hey. You see, I want teenagers to challenge me like that. I'll come back to you. Don't worry. There was a young girl, very close friend of mine. I have to hide the identity so you don't know who it, it is. She was duped by these Sakawa boys on the street. They took her, ban, her bag and her phone. Fortunately, she didn't have uh, plenty of money in her bag. They just hypnotized her, duped her. And sometimes I come back and say, ah. but this was a very spiritual lady. And I ask myself, how could this happen to this spiritual lady? Are you with me? That is why we're making some of the declarations we're making today. Some of you were just, were just playing along. Hey, demons, they are real low. And they attack all of us. And you must know how to deal and combat, uh, combat them when they come and overcome them and go even cast them out of other people. So that young spiritual lady, she was deep of a fool. So, back to the story I was sharing. This guy went, did the first ritual, did the second one. Then the third one they were supposed to do so that the money would start flowing. He went and saw the environment and said, no, 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 I can't, I can't do this. another mic for now. They are real. Okay, so get serious with your word. Get serious with Jesus. Get serious with your quiet time. Get serious with your Bible reading. So this is uh, Uncle Joshua's testimony. One Sunday as you were preaching and I went over the sermons again, I remembered an encounter that I had with an occultist in 2009 when I did my internship at Tema General Hospital after level 100. We had to do a mandatory internship, so I had the opportunity to do mine at the Tema General Hospital. There I was with the records department where I met some national service personnel. They taught me what I had to do and all. There was this particular guy who was free with everyone, always being around me and all. One day he engaged me in a chat. He said I look like someone who is active in church. And I said, yeah. I told him, he, he told me he's also a serious Christian and that he has a prayer fellowship he attends at Vienna City. Initially, I thought he meant around Vienna City because I know Vienna City to be a nightclub. But he said they use the location in the evenings. By the way, listen very carefully. Church, when occultists want to get you, you know you're a church person. 
They know. And they will come to you and they will always try to convince that they are one of you. So don't be carried away. You hear what I just said? Somebody just wants to say, oh, I attend ICGC. Then you, you foolishly follow the person. Test the spirit. Challenge him with the scriptures. That's why he must know the scriptures. Test his understanding of the scriptures. Weigh his spirit as it were. Ask me, how do I weigh his spirit? If you are reading your Bible and doing your quarter, you know how to weigh his spirit. He can look at you and weigh your spirit and know who you are. And you cannot look at him and know who he is. Are you following me? Anyway, that's another subject. So, he'll want to invite me one day. I said, okay, but I never went for his fellowship. At a point, I needed some money, so I asked him to lend me 50 CDs. And he asked if I'm really sure I want to borrow money from him. I needed a cash, so I said, yeah. He made me write my name and sign with a red pen. You see, these are indicators that must make you there are pointers that make you, make you realize that mm, there's something about this. Why should you sign with red pen? I can't sign, why can't I sign with my own pen? Why I need money and I've come to you and I say I want to borrow. Are you sure I want to borrow money from you? Why should you ask such questions? When you start getting into this type of conversations, it should make you think twice. Later, he just came to me and said he was desperate. Why? That was when he told me he was an, in, he was an occultist. He showed me three other national service personnel that were part of his team. National service. And he was also doing national service. Those of you go to senior high school, you will go and meet some of them in senior high school. They'll be there with you. And some of them are not there to study. They are there to make recruits. And some of them are interested in recruiting church people. That is why you must be strong in the word, strong in the spirit. He said, he said he's been given an assignment and he had to complete it for him to move to the next level. That's to be called Lord. When there's proper Lord to follow, you want, you want to be called Lord. His assignment was to get 10 virgins each. That a virgin boy and a virgin girl must sleep together. Then he takes that to his temple. So ask him how he knew I was a virgin. He just laughed and he said, he knows, so I should help him. You need money, so that's why you, you realize whether it is by force or it's not by force. It is your by force money that you want that may push into something, so be careful. Immediately, he offered 5,000 cities and was ready to take me to NIB Bank across the street to transfer the cash into my account. The guy has cash. I refused and said, I'll help him, but I won't take the cash. But on one condition, he should tell me how he got into this occultic stuff. It was there that he told me in SHS, at this other college, and it's not only at this other, it's all over. It's not just in the rural schools, it's in the city schools as well. He lost his dad, and after his people consulted the fetish priest, they were informed that his dad was killed by an uncle. So he vowed to pay back his uncle in his own coin. By any means, that's how he started to search for power. 
and he was initiated in SHS. And since then, he's been in it. So he set the date and time for me to meet him and the lady and all. On the day, everything was supposed to happen. I overslept and missed the time. In fact, I don't know why I didn't interrogate this part of uh, Uncle Joshua's testimony. But can you read in between the lines what was happening? He was willing to go through the process. Because he arranged the time and everything. But he overslept and missed the time. The agreed time for everything was 12 midnight. I woke up at exactly 12.05 at dawn. You know what must have kept him asleep? Can you guess what must have kept him asleep? And you realize, I said, you to answer my question, Sam. You know what do you do? What do you think would have kept him asleep? Of course, it must be God. Because of his seriousness in other things, when he was foolishly or whatever be the reason, being guided away, God protected him just at the right time. And felt the atmosphere. What was it? Have I missed something? Okay. So when he, this is when he woke up. And felt the atmosphere in my room wasn't right. So I locked my, I looked on my phone. I saw so many missed calls from him and he left a message, disappointments. I just prayed a little and I slept. Well, you were saved from initiation. The following day when we met at work, I thought he would be angry. To my surprise, he looked at me and smiled. Then he said, Josh, you have a good spirit. Hold on to it. Your spirit has saved you. The truth is that once you get hooked, you can't come out, even when you want to. I was confused, so I asked why it was that, uh, why, why, why it was then that he told me he was, he's been trying to get me since I came to the hospital. And that when I borrowed the money from him, he tried everything spiritually for me not to get the money, but I still had the money to pay. He said if I had done what he wanted me to do for him, it's either I would have lost one of my parents or one of them would have gone blind. He said he was negotiating for nothing to happen to my parents because I refused the money he offered. I couldn't even talk. And the truth is that some of this is happening behind the scenes and you don't know, but God just protects you if you're working right with him. This guy wears spectacles. It was then that he told me he had to sacrifice his eyes. Luckily, that was my last week there. I believe strongly that my seriousness with God then saved me. Because around that time, I really took God seriously. I made sure I didn't miss any church activity, including all the all nights. If he didn't like, if he didn't like you, he could have hypnotized you into agreeing if there were any footholds in your life. And this was his response. He said he tried to hypnotize me, but it didn't work. I don't know what your story would be like. This was my response to him. If we are not serious with God at that time, who knows, maybe by now, Uncle Joshua would have been playing the clubs. 
he certainly would have been on drugs. Thank God for his protection. I don't know what your story is like or what it will be like. That is what we are teaching you to constantly read the scriptures for yourself. Believe the scriptures. Make these declarations continually. Rejoice that your name is written in the book of life. Don't use studies to fool yourself. In fact, that excuse uh, already is a demonic attack. The excuse that you are too busy to read the Bible. How much time did I say you should read the Bible? 50 minutes. You want to tell me you're just so busy that you cannot find 50 minutes? Another 15 minutes to pray in tongues and do your quiet time. That is for dinner people. It's not for serious people. You are too busy for that. You will have time to watch your football. You will have time to eat. You have time to take your bath. You have time to go to the loo. You have time to text that girl. You have time to chat with that boy. You have time to just sit down because you are tired of studying. You have time for everything else, but when it comes to reading the Bible, you don't have time. You are under demonic influence. You may not believe it. The fact that you don't even believe it shows that you are under demonic influence. Is somebody really hearing me at all? We are doing all this for your own future. Your future in this life and your future in the life to come. I counsel a lot of people, young people, young adults, and older people. Sometimes, I'm amazed at how they tell me the wisdom with which I counsel them. And to be honest, I, 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 sometimes when I counsel them, I don't see where the wisdom is coming from. Sometimes I don't even realize it's wisdom until they begin to tell me. I've shared with you before that when I was working in the corporate world, one time an empty said of me, it is very difficult not to believe Bijou. And I've happened to work in areas that I didn't know anything about. And then I was made ahead. Initially, it was difficult because I didn't know anything about it. And here were experienced people that are already working there. Some of them felt that they should have been given that position. And then I had to manage them. If initially, some of them rebelled against me. But within a short time, when the wisdom of God began to show, they themselves came to me and confessed their initial thoughts. Because of the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, I'm able to wrap shoulders with virtually anybody that comes my way. And I don't feel incompetent. I may not know, but I don't feel incompetent. 
you can have that same level of confidence at your age if you take the Bible seriously, if you rejoice in the Lord, if you call on God to arise and let all your enemies be scattered and we rejoice in him exceedingly, he will stand up for you when you need him. I want to pause here. I know I've spoken a lot. It's because you said you ask questions. I want questions and you do you ask questions. So let's see if you can take one or two questions and uh, if anybody has any testimony to give, feel free to come and share with us. And don't go dead silent on me. So any questions? Raise your hands or get somebody to raise your hands for you. Gloria, what's your friend saying? Who be that bold first person? Wow, okay. And any testimonies? Even if it's testimony about laziness in reading the Bible, we shall take it. And that is your story. No questions, no testimonies. Uncle Solo, get anybody to ask me a question or give a testimony. Just talk to anybody. And let the person either ask me a question or share a testimony. Please give the mic to Uncle Solo. Okay. So if Uncle Solo comes, it's not me, it's Uncle Solo. <laughs> hey, if Uncle Solo comes to you there, otherwise you are coming here. So better say something. Two. We accept any language. Ga, chi, fra, fra, aibe. You shall interpret. At the count of three, you walk up to me or you talk. One, two, three. Next. Okay. You know what? Go and pull anybody to come and ask a question. Just go to anybody and bring the person here. That one too, you can't do. Just go to anybody and pull him up. And what be tardy if you refuse to come when she calls you? Just go. Just go confidently. Just ask the question. You don't need to come up. Who has a question? Okay. Do you want to come? You want to see? The, okay. It's a testimony. Okay. Okay. Hurry up. Come. 
Hey, you, you don't go and call anybody. You stay here until you close. Oh. There's another person here. You are shy. Don't follow the shy people. You, please, where is that when Adam sinned? Why didn't God give us a second chance? Very to hand over the mic to somebody else. The truth is, I don't know if I attempt to answer, then I'll be God. Okay. You want to answer or end? God didn't give him a second chance. Who wants to answer? You want to be God? Okay. Um, the reason why they were sacked from the garden. No, the question is why wasn't he given a second chance? Adam sinned mm-hmm. and he was punished. He wasn't given a second chance. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's a tricky question. He doesn't want to be because good. if you look at you call anybody. Okay. If you look at the New Testament and if you look throughout the Bible, God often gives us a second chance. Sometimes even a third chance or a fourth chance. So the question is, why was it so hard on Adam? I don't know. He's God. You can do what he likes. Let me, let me even expand the question further. Why is it that why is it that God, when uh, Satan sinned, God didn't give him a second chance? I don't know. You could have forgiven him. Why is it that God didn't forgive the demons? Why does he even not talk about the demons in the Bible? Where they came from, what they did and before they became what they, they, they became and they are locked up in their bottomless pit. I don't know. <sighs> Let us ask first. Maybe it will ease her tension. Let's hurry up because the adult church will be closing soon. Um, last week, you were like, um, angels have bodies. And I was thinking that, why is that angels, don't, angels are not spirits? Why is it that angels are not spirits? They are spirits. And you wrote, I heard you saying angels have, have bodies. Pardon? I heard you saying angels have bodies. Yes, I said so. Are you a spirit? You have, you have a body, don't you? Uh-huh. So, if an angel is a spirit and has body. In the Old Testament, angels appear to Abraham, angels appear to people, and they came in bodily form. In fact, if you're not told they were angels, you know they were angels. So, angels have bodies. Does God have a body? I don't know. If God decides to, well, okay, I don't want to venture into those areas. Okay, are you are you satisfied? Pardon? Okay, ask it quickly. Just ask. 
You have the mind, so ask quickly. You want to be fast? We have about uh, six questions you want to. Why is it that, like, if you, you can talk to your friends about Christ in church, but when you go to school, some of them, they don't give you the attention to talk to them. <laughs> Interesting. You say you talk to your friends. Why is that it's easy to talk to your friends in, yeah, about Christ in church, but when you go to school, they don't give you attention? And he said they, they give. They, they, so so the, the issue is, is our job is to share our testimony. Okay? To tell about Jesus and to share our testimony. How they respond, that is not our matter. That is for the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you share, they will insult you. Sometimes you share, they will abuse you. Sometimes you share. Sometimes some of them can throw water on you. Secondary school, you see. Some of them can even pour urine and things on you. It's all, but, but yours, is, is it because that you stop? God didn't tell us. See, sometimes some people do these things, you don't know what is happening in their heart. It's a reaction to the words that you are speaking to them. Okay, so yours is to speak, pray for them, speak, and leave the rest to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes somebody is just ripe, is just ready to accept Christ, and he needs help. And you go that there and speak, and it's so smooth. The person kneels down even before you, ask for forgiveness, then even begins to tell you, someone, go and pray for this person. Go and pray. And you say, hey, how did it happen? What will happen, we can't tell. But the truth is that we must simply be obedient and follow God. Okay? Thank you very much. What's your name? Rima. Mavis. Rima. Mirina. Don't be shy. Trina. Rima. Ah, Rima. Who's next? Rima. Rima. Oh, you first your seat. Oh, then you can take your seat. Ben is coming and accompany you. Are you relaxed now? Saha. Saha. Okay. <laughs> Let's make it fast, please. Um, last time, um, last week, you mentioned that sometimes when we are reading our Bible, we feel sleepy, and it's the doing of the of a demon. Doesn't mean we are possessed by demons. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think in the subsequent weeks we'll deal with these things. Um, no, it doesn't mean you are possessed by a demon. Okay, uh, we should be careful about the kinds of words that we use about demons. Okay. Uh, was Peter possessed by a demon? But he was he came under the strong influence of a demon to the extent that Jesus even rebuked him and he even he even called him the, the devil. But he wasn't uh, possessed by him. You can come under the influence of a demon. When you say you come under the influence, it means that your actions, you see, they throw thoughts at you. Demons they like what happened to Jesus? Didn't, didn't the devil come and tempt Jesus? He threw thoughts at him. But was Jesus possessed by demons? No. But the, uh, the devil brought thoughts. And that's how um, demonic influence always starts. It always starts with thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Okay. And sometimes it comes so natural that you think that, oh, it's just one of those things. That is why you must allow the word of God and the Holy Spirit to throw thoughts at you. Take the thoughts of the Holy Spirit. Okay. When you read the word, maybe you are, you are engaged in doing something which is not good. Some thought will just occur to you. It is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Then you know that uh, this is the way to go. The Holy Spirit, he doesn't always come so clear that you know, this, this is God doing something of giving me a way of uh, deliverance or escape. 
But he just can bring some scripture, he remind you of some scripture, or he remind you of something that I said, or something that Aunt Pastor Kujo said, or something that Uncle Ivan said, or something that Auntie Gina said, or something that Uncle Solo said when you are at choir practice. Then you suddenly follow it, and then you are free. Okay, so no, you are not possessed by demons, but you could be under the influence of demons. Oh, okay. So, please, my question is, um, the Ice Age and the Pre-Adamic World. Are they the what? The Ice Age and the Pre-Adamic World. The what series? The Ice, Ice Age. Ice Age, okay. Yes, and the Pre-Adamic World. Are they different or are there any similarities? Like, can you explain that thing? Hmm. Did you attend all the series? Yes, please. Okay. When we talk about the Pre-Adamic Age, it's just a terminology that... I use to mean that there was a certain age before Adam was created. Okay, the period before Adam was created, that's what we refer to as the pre Adamic age. Now, as for the ice age, it is something which happened. Scientists tell us that there was a certain ice age. How they know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they know. But when we look at scripture, there are some scriptures which, by the way, it's coming in the quiz, so I'll not talk too much about it. After the quiz, we'll talk about it. But there was something, some, why you open your mouth like that? <laughs> Stand. But there was something which happened. There are some inferences, obviously revelation from God, which show that there was an ice age. Okay? The first one is Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. The world was dark, without form, you know, and the waters covered the earth. The Bible talks about the waters covered the earth. But when you read other scriptures, you okay, let me not talk too much. Okay, but basically, something happened. The sun, God got angry. He, he, he commanded the sun not to shine. And if there's no light come to the earth, what will happen to the earth? The earth will become very, very cold. And that plunged the world into the ice age. Okay, so that is how the Bible explains that all scientists are saying that there was an ice age. It is true that from the Bible, there was something called an ice age. Are you okay now? Okay. Please, in the Bible... Uncle Moses, can I please monitor for my data is off, so I can't... Monitor downstairs for me, okay? Please, in the Bible, um, I don't know the scripture. In the Bible, I don't know the scripture, but it says that the ark of God was about to fall and a man held it. And immediately the man died. Please, why did he die? Why? Why did he die? It's very similar. Okay, do you hear the question? It says um, uh, in the Bible, the ark was go- of God was about to fall down and somebody tried to adjust the ark and then he, he died. Um, so why did he die? It's similar to the first question that was asked. Why wasn't Adam given a second chance? God had given instructions as to how the ark should be carried. It's not anybody who can touch the ark. God gave an instruction, and that person who was trying to help God or trying to help those who were supposed to keep the ark, touched the ark, so he disobeyed God. Instant justice. Why God gave instant justice? Why didn't God forgive him because he was trying to help him? I don't know, but he was trying to make a statement that when I say something, I mean it. Okay. Okay. She says I shouldn't judge her. I don't judge her. You are being real. Just be real. So That's like, what I like. 
why is it that at times I find it so hard to believe like all this Christianity stuff and like at times I doubt the Bible at times I'm like what if I'm just wasting my time and I'll just die and like I just die and my body just rots and it ends there like why like why you know what you are speaking for a lot of people you think that you are just being real the truth is that most of us are going through what you are going through and especially for us teenagers between 13 and 15 it's it's a serious issue even those who have who claim that they are born again you know from the scriptures that you are born again you know that your name is written in the book of life you speak in tongues you even witness to people you are you are in a department you know all this but somehow you don't believe again it's not that you have stopped believing no you believe but you don't believe everybody goes through that it's normal and because we go through that, that is why we need to constantly focus on the word of God. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Let me tell you, if I stop reading the Bible and I stop praying, stop doing my quiet time, I'll begin to think like that. I'll begin to go to that face. Even though I have believed, I have actually even taught people I'll begin to doubt and I'll begin to wonder. This thing is it real? Having a hair is it true? And the reason why these thoughts come to us is because demons are attacking your salvation. That is their aim. They want you to withdraw from God. They want you to get away from God. Because once you are away from God, then they can begin to pump new ideas. You believe those new ideas and before you realize you get into another religion, or you may even become an atheist. So it's normal. So when this is happened to us, the Bible says that we must put on the helmet of salvation. That is why I said, keep making these declarations every day. When you wake up, thank God that you are, you are born again. You are, you are washing the blood of Jesus Christ. Your name is written in the book of life. Say it continuously and deliberately. Sing songs about that. Go to the scripture, read the scripture, Talk to God continually. Even when you're having this kind of doubts, talk to God. God, look, I'm feeling this way. Is heaven real? I mean, he will show you something which will be an encounter and you will never forget, which will take you away from this type of doubts. Okay. Next question. Gracie, you read a book, um, I Dare to Call Him Father. I gave her a book to read. Do you remember? That's Gracie. It's hard to remember. Ah, I thought, ah, yes. Did you, you said you read it, didn't you read it? You didn't read it, and you told me you read it. Shame, big shame on you. Come. There was, there was a, a Muslim lady in Pakistan who started having an interesting series of encounters with the Holy Spirit, started reading the Bible because she was a serious uh, Muslim. She was reading the Bible, she was reading the Quran. And at a stage, she got confused. And one day, in a time of prayer, she asked God, God, I'm, I'm confused. Which of these two books is yours? And she said she heard a voice. In which of these two books am I referred to as your father? And that settled it for her. Somebody else, you said, you lied to me. I just asked, have you read the book? You said you read it. You didn't finish. And you told me you are finished. And I sent you another one. So, so 
the thing is that just get real with God, like she said. Don't pretend to be something that you are. Uncle Moses, you are still there. Get real with God. Don't pretend to be something that you are not. Okay? I like the way she said that. Look, I, I, I shouldn't judge you. God will not judge you. He says, come and let's reason together. Come and let's talk. Come and let's talk at JHS level. Come and let's talk at SHS level. Come and let's talk at primary school level. He understands. He can come to your level if you are real and sincere and he will answer your questions. Okay. You will stand to me here. Shame on you. You disgrace me. Uh, I gave you a book to read so you have read it and I gave you another one. You want me to talk more? <laughs> Let's go ahead, your question. Please, why is it so easy to remember unnecessary stuff? Hmm. But, <laughs> but hard to remember scripture and stuff. Why is it easy to remember unnecessary stuff? But it's difficult. You tell us yourself. <laughs> but it's difficult to remember scripture. It's not only scripture, but it's difficult to remember. When you, when you study your books, you can't remember. Why? What does that happen to us? You must remember that there's somebody called the enemy of your soul who doesn't want you to prosper, who doesn't want to make you progress in life, who doesn't want you to see God. The Bible describes him and them this way. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Anything, look, as your facilitators, some of the struggles they have in their marriage, in their businesses, in their workplaces. Why do these things happen to us? Why is that for some of us, some, some teachers just don't like us? You alone, they don't like you. But they like everybody else. Why? Because there's an enemy of your soul who influences those people to attack you. It appears normal. You can remember... Those of you like Ghana football, you can remember all the Blasters players. You can remember every position that they play. And why Jordan, you shouldn't play. And why this person should play. And why this person should be invited. And why this coach is not the right coach. Why another coach should be brought. You, you can go into history and say all kinds of things. You can describe goals that were scored. The year in which they were scored. The minute in which they were scored. But... <laughs> Come and read small scripture. Even Luke chapter 10 verse 18, you have forgotten. If I ask just now, don't be trouble. How many of us know Luke chapter 10 verse 18? Raise your hand, let me see. You see, I said it. I have said it so many times. Even today, crap, I said it again. You have forgotten. So, that's the reason why some of these things happen. Go ahead and share your testimony. Hey, when did Gwen or Sister Felicia? You there, you won't be shy. You will share your testimony. No, don't worry. I'm here with you. I'm here. I'm here with you. You say it, I'll repeat it. Say it, I'll repeat it. No, no, hold the mic and say it, I'll repeat it. Okay. Okay. I 
I like one. <laughs> I like grew up and then um, these things had started happening to me. I knew that if they were not fake, it was real. Oh, you can see it yourself. Okay. What she's saying is that when she was much younger, when she was a little girl, she was a Christian all right. She said she's shy, so I should say it for her. So when she was a little child and she saw spiritual manifestations and so on, she used to think that it wasn't real and that people paid money and they pretended for this type of things to be happened. But when she started growing up and some of these things started happening to her, now she knows that they are real. Okay. The most important thing is that you know from the scripture. By the way, uh, Gwen is the one I was talking about earlier on. Okay. Sorry, I didn't ask your permission, but I was like, you say, ah, eh? You'll be here, she'll become a prophetess, and you wonder. Were we not all in the intercessors? God bless you. Eh? Okay. Oh, you two have got to see you. Gwen, that's what I didn't want to ask. Pardon? I don't understand. Speak. Okay, you say it like when I'll repeat it. Say it. One time when I was in school. <laughs> oh, time is going. One time when I was in school, uh huh. You did hurt your leg. You twisted your leg when I was coming down the stairs. Mm-hmm. So I decided to sit down for some time. So I decided to sit down for some time. When I closed my eyes, the place was very big. I couldn't see very well, so I decided to close my eyes again. And when I closed it, the place, I saw dot, dot everywhere. When I closed, I saw dot, dot everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, when I closed my eyes, I mm-hmm. didn't see them well, so I was still And I called my friend, I was calling her, but she didn't hear me. I was calling my friend, but she didn't hear me. So I thought that was an attack from the devil. So I prayed on my leg and after praying, I could see clearly. Oh, that's what you say to yourself and glorify God, eh? For the shyness to go. Okay. So, I mean, who told her that was a spiritual attack? No one. You see, so the point I'm making is that, you see, until... You put your faith to test. <laughs> Until you are reading the scriptures, doing your quiet time, etc. That is when, when such things begin to happen to you, God will just let you know. How he even lets you know yourself, you don't even know. But the Bible says that my children hear my voice and they follow me and I lead them. Okay? So she, she twisted her leg. How can you twist your leg? Then the whole place becomes blurred. It's like, okay, you're feeling dizzy. How on earth should that be an, a spiritual attack? But she just knew that it was a spiritual attack and nobody was there. Uncle Nicholas wasn't there. She decided to pray and she prayed. You didn't tell us about the twisted leg. Did the twisted leg become okay? The twisted leg also became okay. She started seeing again. The twisted leg also became okay. She has a testimony. So next time you talk to your friends about Jesus, you share such a testimony. That's what witness is all about. Okay. Now I'm not talking anybody's own again, so you say it yourself. Okay, and I'm a music lover. And when it comes, uh, I also love urban gospel. 
So like sometimes when I'm listening to the um, urban gospel, then I go and listen to live songs. Like it's sung by secular musicians, but I don't know whether I'm doing the right thing or not. Cause they don't do bad things, but they just talk about life. And then somebody told me I'm still doing the wrong thing, but I wasn't convinced, so I decided to come and ask you. Give Uncle Solo to answer for you. Two. Okay. Um, so we've, we've, had, we've addressed this question here many times. This is the thing. We are saying that the songs that we listen to... Can they, we pass the uh, basket around and let's take the Cornelius offering? The songs we listen to are not just the songs. But behind every song, there is a spirit that backs the song. Right? There's an influence that backs the song. The Bible makes us to understand... Um, in the life of David, when he was ministering to Saul, the Bible says that an evil spirit used to come and torment Saul. And they will call David, and David will come and play his harp. He was not even singing, he was just playing his harp. And he, played, and he had the anointing of God upon him, and as he played, the evil spirit departed. All right? That tells you, or gives you an example, that the songs we sing or the songs we hear, they are not just songs. All right? There's a spirit behind everything that is being done. So, you, the person that you are listening to may not, on the outward, you don't follow them 24-7, so you don't know what they do, right? So, all, all you see is what you see maybe on social media or in their music videos, not so. But you do not know what kind of character that they possess, what they do to influence their songs. Some people go and smoke before they go into the studio and go and sing their songs. So, they are under some kind of influence. So the reason we ask you to f- listen to gospel, and even the, what we term as gospel, is not everything that is gospel music. So you must be discerning to know this song that I'm listening to, is it being influenced by the right spirit? And the spirit that you need, it needs to be influenced by is the spirit of God. Do you understand? So if you listen to songs that they don't seem to be any kind of profanity in them, it seems like it is just encouraging you. Yes, there are songs like that. But where is it coming from? The source is important, right? What is the spirit behind the song? And if you cannot be sure what that what that spirit is, or there is some confusion in your spirit, your spirit is not agreeing whether this is from the right source or not. Don't listen. That one way to prevent yourself from being exposed to unnecessary things is just removing yourself from that. So when we say don't sing, I mean don't listen to secular music or don't sing secular music. This is the reasoning behind it because you cannot always know what spirit is behind um, the song you are listening to. All right, so it's not just about the lyrics. Some people say I'm just listening to the beat. The beat is enough because the beat has been inspired, and you know the source of music on earth. All right, God inspires people to to release music. The devil also does the same, and the devil is very calf, is very masterful at it. He was created for that. Do you understand? So. I remember my time in SHS, there was this particular song that used to trouble me. Whenever I hear the song, <laughs> it's a very, and it's not even the, I didn't even know the lyrics of the song, it was the music itself, the way it was crafted, all right? And so you need to be very careful about um, the kind of things you listen to. Jesus says that be careful what you hear and how you hear, 
You understand? Because what you are hearing is feeding your spirit as well. Okay. Music is very powerful. So that's the reasoning. Maybe I'll could you To add, add to that, um, look, it's not even every preacher you should listen to. It's not every preacher you should listen to. It's not everybody should allow them to lay hands on you. Those of us in the music ministry who like music, uh, music ministry, it's not every gospel in quote song which is a gospel song. Some of these gospel artists today, it's more of commercialization than gospel. It is the spirit behind the song which makes the difference. Have you noticed that sometimes, last, I think a few weeks ago, I, I shared uh, about uh, if you take someone like Nathaniel Bassi, you take uh, Joe Metal. Any song they sing, let them sing any song. You, you, you feel something, don't you? Let some other people sing the same song. It's like nothing. It's because the spirit that they have, the spirit that they carry. Okay, so we need to be careful about... Look, if you want to follow those of you who are in social media and follow particular artists, please read about them. Read about their life. Read about how they got born again. Read about their spiritual growth. Understand their ministry before you decide to follow them. Or if their spirit ministers to you and because of that you want to follow them, that is also fine. But you must be careful. It's not just anybody that you can follow. No, in these last days, even the Bible tells us that the, the beast, when he comes, he, he will come like a, 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 a priest. He will come like a preacher, like me. He will be preaching nice, get all of your attention. Then one day before I realize, Bijou has become something else. That is how the Antichrist will be revealed. He will not just come one day, bam, this is the Antichrist. No. Otherwise, he will not be able to deceive people. And it's the spirit behind these things that confuse people. Okay. So Uncle Biju, quickly, she asked the question about bodies, the spiritual bodies, and I just wanted them to read um, okay. this scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, um, verse 40. There are also, so Paul is speaking and describing the different types of bodies that, are, that exist. And he's saying that there are celestial bodies. Oh, oh. <laughs> there, are celest- there are also celestial bodies and there are terrestrial bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Verse 41. Quickly. There is the glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. 43. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. 44. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. Do you understand that? So you have this your natural body, and you have a spiritual body. So don't get confused that when you say body, I, I surmise that you are thinking about your natural body, and you are comparing it. If spirits have bodies, do they have bodies like my natural body? But there is a spiritual body as well. Do you understand? So Paul continues to say, it is raised in a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. 45. And so it is written, the first, man, the first man Adam became a living being. The last Adam became a living, a life-giving spirit. Okay. When you go, there, there's, there's so much more to add because of time. When you go, go and read the whole thing and, and get some understanding. But Paul says that when we don't even understand or know 
what we will be like. But when Christ comes, okay, we will just we'll be like him. And when Christ resurrected from the dead, whilst he was on earth, he had a body that they could touch. And he had a body, the body, that same body could walk through walls. Okay? So that gives us an impression of what kind of spiritual body we might inherit when Christ comes again. So understand is there are different kinds of bodies. There's a spiritual body, there's a natural body now that we have physically. But you are a spirit and you have a spiritual body. And when Christ comes, you will be like him. I hope you understand. Wonderful. It's sometimes difficult to accept these things. But you see, the more you get to the scripture, the more you believe them, the more you understand, the more God enlightens you. Like for example, I was talking about uh, Gwen going in the spirit somewhere. How can this small Gwen, how can she travel somewhere? You understand. Because it's spiritual. But when it happens to you, you understand. <laughs> okay. All right. Anas. Grace, next time when I give you a book, don't read it. Please, I have a testimony. Well, now speak out loudly. Please, I have a testimony. Okay. Um, it's about being oppressed by demons. Um, so for like about three years now, I've been like oppressed by demons. And it started when I was like fresh into Christianity, when I got saved. And then I didn't understand it because I could like get dreams. I could be dreaming and then I feel like it's actually really happening. And I mean... When the demons actually come, I'm like, Jesus, 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 because, I mean, you said, Jesus, say Jesus, and they'll go. But then, at one point, they were laughing at me, and they were like, Jesus, 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 what can Jesus do? And it was because I didn't actually believe in it. So, I mean, they were just there. And then, um, so, I was very, very, very afraid of them. And they used to come to me a lot. And because of that, I moved from my room. I stopped sleeping in my room, and I decided to sleep with my sister. They came to me in her room too. I decided to move in with my parents. They sacked me, but then they came to me over there. So I started sleeping in the hall. My parents used to complain a lot, but then I don't know, because I felt like if there's light and everything, they will not come. But then they came to me over there, and then most of the time when they come, I ran away, and because I'm scared, like I could actually see them. And, it was very scary. And then Uncle Bijutu would be like, don't be scared, you have power and everything. You have power, but if you say Jesus, they will not go anywhere. They won't do it. They're just there. They're looking at you. You look at them, they will look at you. So, I mean, it's, it's serious. Like, I mean, I was afraid. I was just afraid. And then I remember um, last year's camp, the last Sunday, the one that came and like, yeah, because like I fell down and I was doing some things over here. And then I think at the end of the service, he came and I don't know, it was like he knew there was something in me. So I knew there was something in me and there were things following me. But then I was just scared. And then um, after the service, we went to the other room and then you came to me and then you were like, I have power. And they know that there's something in me. That's why they are following me and everything. And I thought it was okay. And I thought I actually believed that I could overcome them and cast them out and throw them somewhere, but I couldn't actually do it. And I think last two or three weeks ago, you were talking and you said something about um, the devil's future and that he's doomed and everything and that's why he's actually making like making us sin against God so that we'll all go down with him and everything. And I realized that 
I wasn't actually used to supposed to be afraid of them. I mean, I'm low-key afraid of them, small, because I still see them. Yeah, this week, I think I, they came to me and everything. But I just, like, just, I mean, I'm low-key afraid, honestly, because, I don't know, they don't come. If, like, you come to me and I'm like, get out, like, leave here, I know I can't actually do it. But then when I do it, it's like, they are still there, and I don't know where they're actually supposed to go to, what they are supposed to, like, it's confusing. So most of the time, I don't sleep. Okay. Molly question. Are you still afraid of them? Small. Like. <laughs> okay. It's because you are afraid of them, that's why they'll continue to harass you. You see, don't care what happens. Believe what the scripture says and confess what the scripture says. The Bible says that God says, Jesus said, I've given you power to tread over them. When they come, tell them, take the scripture, read it out aloud. Physical manifest, I tread over you, out in this place in Jesus' name. You can try to come and tell me. You see, when you fear, they have, they have a foothold in you because of the fear. When you don't believe, they have a foothold because of the unbelief. Okay, when you have doubt, they have a foothold because of the doubt. So that's why I keep saying that read the scriptures, believe it, and declare it. Don't be afraid. You see, some of you may not understand what she's going through, but I can tell you when she comes out of it, she'll be much, much stronger than most of us. And some of us will grow, we become managers, and that's where some of these things will start harassing and then we'll be confused. We don't know what to do because we haven't read the scriptures. We have to close now, okay, because the adult church has. Why are you going? Grace, you're not going anywhere. Thank you. I can have come and close us. Um, the adult church has closed too. So next week, quiz, okay, so when you're coming, make sure you bring a pen and paper. Let's be on our feet. Stay there. Thank you for listening. God bless you.